Your boy's in the house, brother man. That's right, man. It's only been about four months. Hey, man, better better late than never, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes, sir. You know what? I don't feel too bad, though. Uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to is called uh, The Briefing by Al Mohler. Yeah. And he takes like two and a half months off each year. Uh, I think he uh, – or it might be like two months. But he quits at like uh, – he quits at like the end of May and then starts at like like second week of August or something like that. I like his style. Yeah. <laughs> Get a nice little summer break in there, huh? Yeah, a little sabbatical or something in there, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> Go earn them creative juices, come back and kill it. So we uh we definitely crushed his his summer, you know, if he does two and a half months and we did almost four, we're just I guess we're just better at taking a break. Well, you know, we're, we we live by nobody but our own standards, you know what I mean? So yes. we're not late when we make our own schedule, Adam. <laughs> exactly. I don't care what other people think, right? Like, I, I mean, truly, you can't you can't afford to anymore. It's important for me to know that you understand this because if you can't understand it, then who will? 100%. <laughs> I understand it. It's important that understand that I truly don't care about people's opinions or thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, I feel exactly. like if you, if you do, you give too many people power over you. You know what I mean? Exactly. If people can't acknowledge that I don't care, then, you know, they just. them problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's Hell funny yeah. stuff. So, what have you been doing over the last four months? Man, I've been staying pretty busy with work. Uh, definitely trying to, uh, you know, just stay out of nonsense. I, I Since we done a podcast last time, I. I I don't think I had my boat, so I bought me a bass boat, and I've been doing a lot of fishing and stuff, just family time, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. What about yourself? Well, uh, man, I spent almost a month in Florida. Um, spent uh, like a week in Fort Worth, uh, spent three weeks in Iowa, and um, spent a week in Illinois, and then, um, so, you know, COVID's really had me, you know, feeling really vulnerable so i just i mean i'm not good at math or anything but that's probably about the four months that we missed because all you're traveling oh yeah exactly (laughs) well and you know you being out on that bass boat you know it just made you so much harder to get a hold of 100 percent, 100 percent. i i'm on that boat man i ain't caring about nothing but what them fish are doing well i think that your signal was interrupted by the bass tracker is what it was that's 100 percent it brother (laughs) <laughs> oh goodness and i but didn't yeah. e- i didn't even get an invite over for some fish man that would have been so awesome well that tells you how many fish i caught <laughs> <laughs> well hey, I, I enjoy fishing i'm not good at it right uh, you know i was under the impression that you you catch and release yeah yeah well on uh, on the largemouth bass we do, but if we, if we catch other types of fish, sometimes we eat them. But we like to keep, especially if you get a real nice uh, largemouth, you want to throw it back and keep its genetics in the water. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That Give sounds, the grandkids uh, and their grandkids something to fish on later on in life. Kind of makes me wonder if um, I don't know. I guess it just kind of makes me wonder what kind of threats uh, really exist for 
for those kind of fish to be able to continue to perpetuate like what what kind of variables might threaten that so well warm if the water's too warm it's bad if it's too cold it's not good for them uh they get types of algaes that like they'll kill them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i mean it's the same type of stuff, environmental type of stuff. Now, for bass, there's really not a whole lot of, uh, like, predators in the water for them other than us, like humans. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think they – I'm sure a lot of fish choke on eating smaller fish. I'm sure that's some type of hazard they, they face and stuff like that. But That reminds me I of a video. A majority of, the, a majority of the threat on their life comes from humans, whether it's garbage and litter or hooks. Yeah, like pollution and stuff. Yep. Kind of reminds me of a, a video I watched one time when you said that they choke on other fish. I, I watched these two fish, and they were about the same size, uh, and one of them ate the other one. And, I mean, it didn't seem to it didn't seem to be hurt by this at all. Like, like, he wasn't, like, suffocating or anything, but it was just crazy how much bigger he got after eating the other fish. And they were pretty much like really similar in size. I just couldn't believe that that one of them's just like, "Yep, I'm just gonna eat this one." Man, nature really is amazing, man. Like, I, I sit back and watch some stuff like that all the time on YouTube, and it like, man, them animals are wild, man. Like, you, you'll see pictures of like giant snakes with like a full deer inside of it. Yeah. And you're like, holy moly, man! It's got a hundred and ten pound animal inside of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's wild, 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 wild. Well, so uh, in Florida, uh, I got to go to the beach quite a few times. Uh, um, Navarre, Florida. Uh, yeah. And and then there's uh, some other kind of surrounding beaches, uh, Fort Walton. Destin. And what's really funny is I was watching Facebook after I got back and I only missed one of my seminary buddies by like a week. Um, he was right there in Destin, which is one of the beaches that we had gone to visit uh, while we were there. And they were like, yeah, they were parasailing and they put a video on Facebook of them parasailing. And I was like, I was like, that looks like the sound. And, and so I commented, I was like, it's like, Hey, where were you guys? And they're like, Oh, we were in Destin. I was like, we were just there. <laughs> hey, oh, so yeah. If only, uh, if only I would have known they were going to be there, I could have, you know, maybe arranged to, to hang out with them a little bit while they were there. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh yeah. He's a cool guy. Like too. crazy thinking with the whole Corona stuff, maybe they were not wanting to hang out with people. Uh, well, I think if that were the case, they wouldn't be out uh, parasailing the beaches of Florida. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I've, some, But some people do stupid shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, his, his name is James. Uh, I think his wife's name is Hadassah. And, uh, anyway, they're really cool. Um, you know, James worked for uh, campus security for a long time. And I'm not sure what he's up to these days. Uh, I might have to try to catch up with him sometime, but. But, uh, you know, you meet some of the best people and, uh, that, you know, that's why I don't understand some of the antisocial people is like, you know, we, uh, we get to know each other and other people at work just throughout the, you know, various duties of our jobs. 
but it, the same is true at like school and you know church or whatever so oh i agree i agree man i, I find like i meet some of the best people at work you know because i've traveled around between working on drilling rigs and then like here where where i work now you know uh like man i i really find that i i, I really get to know the people i work with well and i, I tend to become real good friends with most of them and and create uh bonds and friendships that you know uh, exceed where the workplace is for sure yeah yeah so then uh when i was in iowa actually my my grandpa died after i'd been there for i think it was like a week um because we got there on we got there on july 1st and uh and then he died on July fifth. So, dang man. Yeah. But you know he he led a great life and he was uh, you know really loved not only by you know his family but also by the community. Like there there must have been thirty people there on July fifth. You know we we were already at my grandparents' house just kind of hanging out. You know and and uh, you know between his you know, um, four kids and I don't know, 10 grandkids and 30 great grandkids or whatever, you know, they're, and, uh, you know, cousins and, uh, you know, brothers, sister, uh, friends of the family. It's, there was definitely a lot of people there. You could tell that he, uh, led a great life and that he was loved by a lot of people. So that's cool. That's good, man. Oh yeah. That's definitely good. So, have you done anything fun lately? Um, funerals and stuff. Man, <laughs> um, you know, just working on the yard. Uh, I guess that's not fun. No, it's you know what? It's actually <laughs> it's rewarding. Yeah, it's definitely rewarding. You you see it like after you mow it and stuff, and it's been growing and it's been getting really a lot thicker and more green. When I got back from Iowa, I found out that my uh, irrigation system had quit working for a few days, and it definitely showed because some of the grass was dead. So I had to up my watering schedule. It's looking much better now. Yeah, that's good. Looking better on the uh, water bill, but uh, it's definitely looking better outside. Yeah, buddy. I've been keeping up with my yard pretty good too. Uh, well, watering it, and it, it it actually got mowed today. Uh, I put my twelve year old to work on it, and he got it taken care of. But yeah, man, does he? Uh, he use a push mower? Hell yeah, he uses a push mower. Hey, uh-huh. he's got a he's got to run the wheels off that push mower before I ever let him get on that riding lawnmower I got. Oh, okay. See, I just kind of figured that. Uh... <laughs> you know, oil life, you know, people just had a disposable income, you know, they had rider mowers. And I'm the wrong buggies. one for that, bro. <laughs> Heck no, I ain't going to make him lazy from the get go. He's going to learn how to work for stuff and then learn how to appreciate the nice stuff. You know what I mean? Damn right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Ooh, I know another, yeah, I know another fun thing I've been doing. What's that? 365 days of push ups. I mean, that sounds like fun. Yeah, today was day 24. Uh, did 25 push-ups. And, man, I forget what it, what it is, but by the time I'm done doing 25 push-ups a day for 
365 days, I'll have done like like 10,000 push-ups. That's a lot of push-ups, man. That's like nice. so, uh, did, uh, did you take any type of before picture so you can compare when you get done to see what you look like, see if you got any body changes? Well, I haven't, but the great thing about doing the videos is that you can kind of see the transformation as I go. Yeah. Well, what you can maybe do later when you're all done is build like a montage. Yeah. 365 days, you know what I mean? It, so as it like goes forward, like you're still doing the 25 in the video. It's just you changing outfits while you're doing push-ups. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. One thing I don't get though, like, Whenever I do my workouts, there's like music playing in the background, whether it's like um, Alexa or a CD or the radio from, you know, the truck or something. And sometimes, sometimes what will happen is Facebook will give me a notification saying that um, I don't have a permission to use that song. And so they'll mute the video. Yeah, it's because their moms are hoes, man. They, they, it's everything's so gotta like it's gotta be so politically correct. It's, yeah, good God, man. But it, it's just weird though because like who doesn't have music when they're playing or when they're exercising at the the gym or something? You know what I mean? Well, that's the world we live in now. Everybody's too greedy. You remember back on MySpace whenever you can get on there and you have like a profile song that you could set and let it, let everybody know how you feel by the one song when they click on your page? You know? Yeah. Like that, them were the good old days, bro. Yeah. For sure. But now, now everything's censored and everybody's a crybaby and blah. Shut up. Right. But yeah, man, shoot. It's been kind of nuts just kind of watching the news and paying attention to like current events going on in this country, man. Like it's Yeah. It's got me concerned, man, like concerned for my kids. Yeah, I mean for good reason. You know, it's a different world that we live in now compared to what we were in, you know, when you and I were growing up and of course I I was growing up like earlier than than you were growing up. So, cuz I think I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah, for sure. You're two days older than dirt, brother. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I, I think uh, one day older than dirt. <laughs> I think that's that's Joe Biden. He's he's that old. That dude's a creep, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. You know, there's one thing that I think maybe our listeners can sympathize with when we talk about people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is that. You know, their position on on fracking and oil and gas uh, and uh, energy, it's it's not one that's going to be sympathetic to our line of work. And and it's not because, you know, what we do is, is bad for the environment. It just has to do with the fact that their political party doesn't understand energy. It, they don't understand, you know, how some types of energy are generated from what we do and so you know what we do actually helps the environment but they they just don't understand you know they they turn a blind eye to you know actually studying these things and then just trust some so-called experts who have some sort of you know political accident because i mean Businesses might, you know, lose money. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree we should probably be searching and, you know, uh, researching and trying to develop, you know, alternative methods to get energy versus using fossil fuels just because there's only so much oil, right? Yeah. And so, like, we should definitely be looking forward to the future and trying to figure out where we can go next. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the meantime, you're, I mean, there's no way they can just get off of fossil fuels, you know? I mean, right. even, like, they, you see all these, these windmills that are popping up, but, yeah. like, they're made out of plastic and fiberglass and the yeah. metals mined out. And you, I mean, everything it takes to build them, cranes that run on Petro, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, everything, like, okay, sure, that windmill's there, but it'll have to be running for, like, I forget what they said. They're, they They put a number on it. It'd have to run for, like, 126 years for it to ever make up more energy than it costs to build one. Right. But, you know, the thing is, is when you look at things like, say, like, let's say you look at a police car, right? Um, The amount of energy and resources that it took into producing that police car, uh, how long is it going to take that police car to pay for itself? It'll never pay for itself. Right. I mean, it's not going to be 126 years before it pays itself. It's not going to pay for itself after 500 years. In fact, if that car is even working after 20 years, I still guarantee you that it never paid for itself ever. So the only value that can be tied to something like a police car or a windmill out in the out in a big field is going to be what, you know, what some human being who helped make it ascribes to it, you know. It's capitalism. It's, a, it's people who say, well, you know, may, maybe this is just one step in experimentation to something else. You know, we might look at it, you know, we might look at those windmills 126 years from now and think, man, uh, that's like looking back at, you know, horse and carriages now. You know what I mean? No, oh, I agree. I think, I think a few things are going to happen in the future. People are going to have to learn how to consume less energy, right? Yeah. And and we're really going to have to, like, lower our standards in certain levels, which is going to be hard. A lot of people aren't going to want to do it, but it's going to – I think things are going to get to the level where you're going to have to. They're going to say, hey, mm-hmm. look, and whether they do it by the price of power or whatever, they're going to start putting taxes on if you use so much energy. I don't know, right? But <laughs> – I, I feel like eventually they're going to have to do that until they come up with a better way to to make energy without leaving a huge carbon footprint like we are right now with the greenhouse <clears> gases. <throat> and I, you know, I, I hate to sound like any any libtard or anything, but like, I mean, come on, cars, the exhaust from cars does have an effect on, yeah. on the ozone layer. You know, it, it has an effect on on everything. Right. So, you know what I mean? I think it's it's a thing we're definitely going to have to look forward to as a, as humanity, as you know, uh, as a group of people that like, hey man, we're going to yeah. be dead before it's bad. But if we want our kids and grandkids and great grandkids to be able to stay outside for more than ten minutes, then uh, we're going to have to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that's the short side of capitalism is you get these people that are so so focused on the here the now and making the profit right now and mm. they, they lose sight so where, where are we going to be in a hundred years you know yeah. what I mean? well elon musk will have us to mars by then i agree i agree but <laughs> like that that's like <clears throat> leaving a dying a dying planet to go live on a dead one you know what I mean? yeah right but like, you can't breathe outside on mars why the fuck would you want to go there 
Right. Kind of makes me wonder if, <clears throat> you know, if they do have plans of trying to colonize Mars, do they have plans of, you know, trying to plant things there and, and you know, try to introduce oh, life? Oh, man, that Mark, that, uh, that Mark is, no, Matt Damon, that Matt Damon movie, The Martian, doesn't cover that. You'll have yeah. artists up there and. I'm I'm sure there's plans, but like nothing, everything's gonna be artificial, you know. Like yeah, everybody, it's all gonna be indoors. Cause I mean, let's face it, you cannot be outside. Like there's no air out there. Yeah. And so like yeah, man, I I don't know what what benefit from humanity or, or what what mm. benefit humanity gains from that other than the fact we're on a different planet and if something smashes into Earth, we have people over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that we can repopulate or whatever. Yeah, and, and what's to stop, like, say, when Elon Musk starts taking people to and from Mars, what's to stop him from being like, y'all are my bitches now, you know what I mean? Like, y'all can't leave. <laughs> he owns right. that planet once he gets there, you know what I mean? There's no laws there. Right. Yeah, actually, I kind of <laughs> wondered about that, too, is um, if you think about it, you know, here, people get all sorts of freedoms. Like, you want to walk to the gas station, you can. You want to hitchhike down the road you can you want to decide you're just gonna try to you know try to steal a car and drive to california you can right like you can do all these things but imagine if you're like one of the colonizers to mars like imagine how much less freedom you're gonna have based on you have no freedom yeah based on the the hazardous environment and like it's just so gonna restrict your behavior I mean, well, which is probably a good thing for people to start off that way, which I, I think it'll be good for people to learn to live that way. And then that way, when you start from zero, knowing from like, oh, well, we came from Earth. And I, I think that's the number one problem with our country, with America, is the fact that everybody has an abundance of anything they like. Whether yeah. it's sitting on your ass playing a video game or like you like potato chips or macaroni or you know, whatever, you can yeah. you can just have too much and over there it's everything's there's gonna be a ration. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we can only grow so much food so fast. We only got so much food when that sh- when the next rocket drops it off. Like right. everybody's gonna have to live more of a limited lifestyle. And I yeah. think I think if they are able to grow from there I, I think that civilization will have a much better chance of making it. Yeah, it seems to me like Other they're going to have It seems to me like they're going to have to have resupply points because if it takes like a year and a half to get there, I mean, you're going to have to have like, you know, maybe a, a resupply point like every six months or something. That way, like, while somebody yeah, you're going to run a rotation. Yep, exactly. But so what he plans on doing is he wants to build a like a like his own space station like the international space station or yeah. or piggyback off the one we have and pay pay for it which he's too much of a baller he he ain't going to do it he's going to build his own bigger better version and i think what they'll do is start making like uh commercial flights up there you'll it'll be like a resort up in space yeah but think about Where it. Everything's probably going to be legal because you can do what the fuck you want, right? Yeah. And uh, and I think from there you'll be able to like take off on a rocket and shoot towards like I, I think they'll have them intermitted. Like, well, there's a station here, then there's going to be yeah. a station in the orbit of maybe the moon or you know what I mean. And then you'll have a just like a, a tour flight where you don't ever really land on Mars, but we'll shoot you there and you go around Mars and come back type of stuff, you know? Yeah. Sounds like a boring trip for 
you know, a, a really boring three-year trip if you don't actually get to step foot on the planet. I don't know. It depends on uh, what type of ship you're on. Well, and, you know, I guess it's like, imagine uh, like, a, like a Carnival Cruise Line was a ship and they did it on something big like that, you know? Yeah. Well, and I guess that's a little bit like, you know, things have value because people ascribe worth to them. Like, people ascribe value to them. So, like, if you want to fly in outer space for three years just to, you know, do a loop around Mars and then come back home, you know, the amount of money that you're going to spend on that, to you, that's a, you know, a worthy investment. And so, like, whoever whoever builds that police car, you know, to use it for whatever ends they were going to use it to, like, they ascribe that value and that worth to it, just like, like, all the, you know, the windmills out there in the fields, you know, whoever put them there ascribe that worth and value to it because whatever they're going to get from it. And, and it may not actually measure up to what, you know, you know, some people might be like, oh, it's a total waste. Well, you know, they're not the ones that put it there. The people that think it's a waste. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. I mean, it's kind of an ugly thing. Like, there's a lot of backdoor ways to make money off that stuff. Yeah. Like, you can you can literally say, like, I'm going to build this, this windmill and say it costs $2 million, right? Yeah. So, so what you do is buy all the stuff. And then, so boom, the, the, like America, the government, like they give you a, a tax break on it. Right. Yeah. So now you just built it. And so it's almost like real estate, de- real estate development. I can build it like this tax free mm-hmm. and then turn around and sell it and make profit on it. Right. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of stuff like that happens. And then you got people that ride out the tax breaks until it's done and then they sell. Like there's a, there's a lot of like underhanded like ways of making money and it's just really playing the system. It's, it, like capitalism's a beautiful thing, but yeah. it's also one of the ugliest things. Like whenever like the Affordable Care Act happened with Obamacare, it went the hundred percent. Like it went one hundred and eighty degrees the other way because they thought, well, heck, if everybody has to have uh, insurance, we can make it affordable. Mm-hmm. Well, capitalism kicks in, and they're like, oh, supply and demand, and now everybody has to have it. Let's jump up thirty percent on prices because they can't say no. You know? Yeah. Well, and you know that's because you know they're they're socialists you know uh obamacare is basically you know it's it's a way of trying to manipulate the system you know they're not really they're not really providing good service for for the money that they're receiving well for me it's just an infringement on your uh on your freedoms right like like who how can you tell me I have to have it. And they do it real sneaky wise. Right? Like, Hey, yeah, you, well, you technically don't have to have it. Right. But if you don't, we're going to tax you and make you pay. And like, right. so you almost have to without it affecting your family. And and that's how they do it. You're free to do a bunch of stuff, but it's going to cost you a lot of money to do it. Right. Right. Well, and, <laughs> and, and so it's, it's ugly, man. You're not, well, nobody's free. And the crazy thing is, is, you know, I've felt like for a long time that insurance is, it's kind of a racket. I mean, it might work out for some people, uh, you know, who need it. But, you know, I've I've paid way more in insurance than I've ever used. Um, I think, you know, the one time I used insurance, it came out to like $3,000. They gave me a $3,000 check. And I've been paying, I've been paying insurance 
since I was 16. Now, are you talking about car, auto insurance? Yeah, yeah, auto insurance. Well, let me tell you this, my friend. These are giant multi-million and billion-dollar companies, right? Yeah. They know you ain't going to use them as much as you pay, or they wouldn't be in business. They, I mean, that's their – they make money off you not using them. Yeah. And so, like, and literally, when you do use them, guess what? Now they charge you more. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, like, it, it's a business, bro. Like, there's, like, no such thing as a nonprofit insurance company. Right. And so not only is the government – taxing you which uh you know uh there's a libertarian podcast i like to listen to uh by a guy named tom woods um and you know i don't always like the things that he says sometimes i just want to you know sometimes i just want to be able to you know call him up and get him on the phone and talk to him and be like hey listen uh you ever thought about this you know and uh just really blow his mind on some things but but he does say one thing that I think is kind of smart. He says that taxation is theft. You know? And, well, yeah. But, that's a slippery slope. Because I, I believe in taxes because I like to drive on nice roads, right? And I like to have law enforcement show up if somebody's trying to break in or yeah. if, like, I'm hurt, an uh, ambulance shows up. Right. And that's why I believe in taxes. I believe in, like, you know, the the infrastructure, you know? Yeah. However, I don't like like I don't like seeing like on a grand scale when you got 350 million people in America paying taxes at whatever percentage, you know. Yeah. And it's like, all right, man, why do we have people that are homeless like right. starving to death? Why what like why do we have like people with mental illness that can't get help? Why why do we have all these issues that could 100% be fixed and they're not being fixed because Oh well, the tax money gets used in a certain type of way, and, and that's the shit I don't like. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like the government should be a hundred percent accountable, and and they they claim that they are, but then you start looking at the books on what they spent money on on taxes, and they there's hammers that cost fifteen to twelve thousand dollars, and yeah. like you know what I mean? Like it's it's it, it's crazy. Well, and uh, I think the reason why they say taxation is theft isn't necessarily because like they don't want to pay any taxes. But just that they think that the responsibility for the services that you're describing, like, you know, an ambulance or a police officer, or some roads should be more on the local communities than on like, you know, state and national you know, levels. So like one interesting thing is uh, I forget the details behind it, but uh, George Bush, you know, he, he built, you know, a toll road in Houston. And so people like people get to use that road. Uh, it costs him costs some money to drive on it, but it also cost it cost him money to make that toll road. So how do you recoup the funds for making that road? Well, you charge tolls, and that helps pay. Uh, that helps recoup some. Just like if you build a house and then you know rent it out, and somebody's uh, you know somebody's renting it from you, you're recouping the funds of what it costs to build that house. Because the people that are using it are paying you. I agree. So um, same with local communities. Like, you know, you have, you have local police departments and local sheriff's departments. And, you know, um, there's, there's all sorts of organizations that, that can offer the services. Um, if, uh, you know, if we don't, I guess, uh, you know, just... 
I don't know. I guess to me, it just seems like the government, they just charge so much money from you already in taxes. And then on top of that, they make you buy things like insurance. And, and it just feels like Americans are just really exploited. Yeah, well, all we are, are cash cows and they're milking us until we die. Right. Like that, that's all it is. Capitalism, like, bro, everybody's a slave to the dollar. You think you're free until you ain't got money, right? Yeah. And, 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 and it, I mean, I can't say any better than that, but, like, we're all slaves to money. Yeah. And, and, and it's designed that way. I mean, when you, when you do something they don't want you to do, what do they do? They get at your money. They find you. They tax you. They do something. Yeah. Like, hey, well, you're free to do it all you want. We're just going to make you pay until you don't want to do it no more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but well, yeah, I I, I, I I wish there was an option to choose where your tax money went. You know, like okay, well, I want to put my tax money towards you know firefighters and, and like hospitals or or uh, homeless help or something. You know, that's actually like that. that's actually a really great idea. You know, be, especially since there's things that I don't agree with that our money goes to, like um, half a billion dollars a year goes to Planned Parenthood. And one thing that I thought was kind of interesting. I was just listening to a podcast today. Uh, I think it was from the Daily Wire. Like, um, I think it was Andrew Clavin. And, you know, he was talking about how, uh, you know, uh, Kamala Harris, when she was the attorney general in California, you know, she, uh, she liked it when, you know, organizations were doing, like, undercover investigations. These journalists were doing under cover investigations on animal cruelty and so they were using hidden cameras and going into these facilities and you know seeing like you know maybe animals getting abused or something and that kind of behavior was was lauded by Kamala Harris but then they do the same thing for Planned Parenthood and all of a sudden she's like levying criminal charges against them you know like oh well as long as it's an organization that I like you leave them alone if it's an organization that I don't like then, you know, you can do whatever, you know? So it's, it's just, uh, imbalanced. Like, why is it, why is it okay to, you know, undercover investigate animal cruelty, um, you know, by, by using hidden cameras and going to these facilities, but then it's not okay to do the same thing with an organization like Planned Parenthood. Because a hundred percent, it's like that because the truth is ugly. They understand but like the, the amount of money that is in Planned Parenthood and, and what they do with them discarded babies that they, they yeah. you know, they murder, I'll say, they kill these babies. Uh-huh. And what they do with the, the bodies and, and like, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. They sell, they sell these baby parts, the embryos yeah. and all that stuff and what they do. As they human remains, by the way. Huh? As human remains. They label well, them. Yeah, like, well, they don't even call them human remains because... It was a discarded baby. If you kill it before it was breathing, they say it was never alive. It's not even a human. No, they say they say it's a fetus before it's terminated, and then after it's terminated, they classify it as human remains. So yeah, well, I, I've heard a little bit different on that, and I heard the classifications were as like human tissue. Wonky. As what? Right, that's what they'll call it. It's a it's a full on dead baby that yeah. they they killed at seven months term pregnancy that they jab they cut its neck yeah and what they do is they they sell off the parts you know what i mean yeah but um so like whether they call it tissue or remains they do classify it as human like they can't call it anything other than human um you know they can't call it like uh you know 
elephant remains or something like that. So no, they they ain't trying to do that, but they don't say, "Hey, well, I'm selling you a, a baby spleen. I'm selling you a, a kidney," because a, human a lot kidney. of what they're thinking that they're doing is they're with stem cells and the, and the new type of technologies that like they got. Like they say, China buys up a lot of it, yeah. and they can like literally grow the organs and do like like sell organs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want to get too deep on like this conspiracy type of stuff because it, it makes you sound crazy. But the more you dig on it, bro, it, it's it's disturbing. It's, it's yeah. ugly. Well, and that's why I and, think uh, that, you know, people shouldn't have to fund, you know, that. Like, I, I think that it's absolutely criminal uh, for, for the government to look the other way on this, you know, and to keep giving yeah, well, them money. Well, you know, I think it's one of them things like, like, hey, just like I would choose, like, I, I, I agree. I don't see no need in, in Planned Parenthood other than, like, helping mothers and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like with that, that part of things, like it's evil. That, that whole place is tainted by what you do. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I, if you, if somebody chose, like, I don't know, I, but like give everybody the choice. And then, and then I think you would truly see what people value. Yeah. Like if you, you gave them a list and say, all right, out of all the public services, where are you putting your money? And you can split it up any which way you want. Yeah put it here and, and i think you would start to really see the trends of well, like okay well people value streets yeah they value uh they value well you might you might shoot yourself in the foot because they might be like like they're saying right now fuck the police yeah and you might not have cops no more <laughs> right well i'm sure you'd have well you even have democrats right now who who you know they're starting to realize that you know, all this defund the police is not good for them. And so they're talking now, they're like, oh, no, we want police. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wonder if it would be like an annual thing if you said, okay, well, you you get to choose, you know, what your taxes go to. But once you choose, it, it'll be that way for a whole year. And you won't get to choose again until next year. Well, and that's assuming, you know, and we all know the government ain't going to tell you the truth. Yeah. So, like, assuming there's going to be any kind of transparency at all, like, like, man, I, I, I think it's coming to a head right now where everybody sees that our system is disgusting. Yeah. Like, it's so toxic. Like, you, they blatantly lie. The news is just a lie. Yeah. And I think I went on a rant about this last freaking podcast, but, like, it drives me absolutely bonkers, man. Just the, they, they'll flat out lie to your face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, that's, it's hard to even know like what sources to trust. You know, I've been listening to the Hodge twins a lot, by the way. Like I, I like those guys. They're, they're pretty fun to listen to. Yeah, they are. They're fun, bro. Yeah. Um, but they're saying, you know, you should listen to all the sources and then try to like use your best judgment, you know, it's like, so, but I don't know, just some sources. I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't sympathize with those ones at all. Cause you know, they're, they're leftist, you know, and so there's just no commonality that there is between me and the things that they're saying. So yeah. I just don't, I, I don't have any sort of like sympathies to, to the things that they care about, you know, like I, 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 I got my Trump mask today and I put a picture on Facebook and, you know, some people are like, Oh yay, Uh, you know, at least you're wearing a mask, you know, like, and, um, but then, you know, one of my kind of extended family members, you know, put an emoji of a, you know, of a vomit, you know, like uh, somebody vomiting. And uh, 
And I was like, uh, I was like, this is me with like the two fingers uh, playing the world's tiniest violin. And I used emojis to do it. Like, <laughs> so, uh, you know, the world's tiniest violin. Did your, did your parents ever do that to you? Yeah, they, ah, my parents were a little more uh, rugged, I should say. Oh, they weren't all uh, high class. It wasn't PG at all. <laughs> that's funny. It was more like, oh, you want to cry? Well, here's a reason to cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so barbaric. Yeah, no, no. My, my parents were like, like I mean, they're, they're trailer park parents, bro. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but you, you've heard that phrase before. Uh, <clears throat> oh yeah. The world, the, the tiniest by the, you want some yeah. cheese with that cracker? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, or wine, there's some cheese for that wine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just like, how do you sympathize for people that you, you don't even agree with at all? It's like the things that, that they're concerned about you think is totally ridiculous. And then they want you to sympathize for them. You know what I mean? Well, I think I think what has to happen is everybody's got to realize, hey, you're entitled to your opinion, and I'm entitled to not care. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, but that don't mean I have to hate you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't like Trump, cool, man. Like, I, I'm not I'm not gonna be all every time I see a post with somebody with a Trump mask on, like, oh, or or like say you're pro Biden. Like I'm, I'm not that guy. Like, hey man, like, right. you, like I, I stick to that. If you don't have nothing nice to say, shut your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And unless it's blatant and something needs to be said, if somebody's kicking a three year old at the park and it, you know, hey bro, I don't like that. You know, I'm not an. Yeah. But like, my if if you're stating your opinion and I don't like it, there's a good chance I'm gonna bite my tongue unless it's something to do with my family or you know somebody I love. Yeah, for sure. Well, I definitely love Trump. So no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> uncle donald huh yeah yeah uh uncle you know what they need to do they need to make a, a version of uncle sam and replace you know uh the gray-haired like white-skinned you know sam with uh maybe like an orange like fuller face you know with like maybe puckered lips and some some uh sun you know some sun blonde yes yes uh and slap that red, white, and blue hat and jacket on him and make him point at the people and say, I want you, you know, like. Yeah, I think we definitely need to figure something out. I think it, with, with everything that's going on, it's clear to see, like, I, I, I think the president needs more, like, help. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a, that's a tough job for any one person to do. You know what I mean? Well, and it's frustrating to see when – he appoints people uh, to, you know, the, um, to, uh, what was it? He appointed somebody uh, to, like, the Supreme Court as a justice. And, like, a week or two later, the next thing you know, that, um, I forget who it was. Uh, Kavanaugh, right? Yeah, I think it was Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, it was something to do with, I think, uh, men being women. Something from and women. the college days where some girl said he was inappropriate with her while she was drunk. No, 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 no. I'm talking about an actual Supreme Court ruling that came out that said that, like, men can be women and women can be men or something like that, uh, protected by the, the Constitution or something like that. Uh, like, it's a constitutional right. 
Um, and, and I'm just, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a little vague on it just because it was so long ago that it happened, but I'm just like, man, it's so weird that the, the person that Trump appointed, you know, you would think would have more conservative values, but here you find them jumping on the left bandwagon with, with this, like, you know, men can be women, women can be men. That's just not what you'd think would be associated with the right, but for me, it's just it's mind boggling that people that run our country are spending energy on telling me that my uncle John can be my aunt John anytime he decides he wants to be. You right. know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, yeah. like, shut up. Shouldn't you be worrying about what Russia and China are doing? Why are we having to talk about if a dude wants to turn into a woman? Yeah. Like, sure. you know what I mean? Like, am I being pumped right now? Where, where's the <laughs> what's his name gonna jump out and, and laugh at me? You Ashton. I mean? Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, Kutcher. Yeah, sure. like I mean, really, like our country, the people that run our stuff for us are sitting here arguing whether guys are guys and girls are girls. Yeah, it's like, shouldn't we be uh, out building like windmills or something to put in the fields? Uh, yeah, well, shouldn't we be uh, talking about the hungry people here, the 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 people that have mental health that cannot afford to get help? Yeah, you, you know what I mean. The, the how about right now in the middle of this pandemic? How come we're not teaching people how to be healthy versus telling them, hey, put a mask on and stay yeah. out of weight? Like, okay, maybe you should be working out, lower your sugar intake, do some cardio, yeah. and, and make your body healthier so, like, this thing doesn't have that much of an effect on you. Eat some vitamin D and get some sunlight and, and learn how to be healthier people versus yeah. wear a mask and uh, let's be mad at each other because right. this fucker ain't wearing a mask. Well, but instead what we're going to do, you know, you, you called it, you said people need to get that cardio and exercise and, you know, try to try to lose weight because, you know, obesity is definitely something that makes people more vulnerable to the infection of this virus. And what do we do? We go and close the gyms, you know, and then they need more. Oh, yeah. And, and the vitamin D deficiency, you mentioned that too. I mean, that is another thing that makes people susceptible to infection. And so what do we do? We close the national parks and the, uh, and the uh, beaches. 100%. Yeah, like they did everything to not help. And yeah. then all they did was put fuel on the fire by making everybody not get along about certain bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whether it's race, whether it's these damn masks that everybody knows are useless yeah. Like the, these masks aren't stopping any any transfer of coronavirus at all whatsoever, not even a little bit. Exactly. Well, and I saw this video that one of my leftist friends and, and I, I use that term loosely. Uh, he's he's probably my nicest left friend because the thing so is only halfway retarded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, um, so no. no, I'm just kidding. If, if he's a listener, I, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, I, don't, I think you're probably only a quarter. <laughs> I don't know if he actually listens to this podcast, but you know, of course if, he does, dude. We're popular. Well, I was going to say, if he does, you know, all of my other leftist friends pretty much unfriend me like a lot or they, you know, they call me names or argue with me a lot, you know, but but he doesn't really seem to do that. I mean, he still gets he still tries to get his jabs in there by, you know, by throwing his two cents in and all. But. But he's not rude about it, and, you know, he's never gotten offended, like, when I start, you know, talking shit back. And, and that's the thing is, like, uh, is, to me, it seems like most leftists, by the time you start talking trash, they start getting, like, really offended. And that's why they hate Trump so much. And honestly, what's, what's really funny, like, I just knew that because the left hated Trump so much, 
that Trump was somebody that I had to like, like no matter what, because because he's obviously well, it, doing something right. Well, it wasn't really like that for me. I, I'm never that guy. Like, well, I hope this person wins just to piss these people off, you know? Yeah. Because like, I truly care about our country, but I like the fact. So the things that the key factors that sold me on Trump. Mm-hmm. were the fact that he's very successful. And let's face it, we live in a country that is based on capitalism, right? Yeah, well, and Barack, so Obama, you want your... Barack Obama said that the American dream is to be Donald Trump. Well, there you go. And, and then you see how fast these, these turncoat sacks of crap turn their back on him as soon as he becomes president. Yeah. Like, oh, or even before, like when he started running, you know, and, and like... <laughs> You think about it, he's in that elite group of cert, uh, of people. So, like, he knows dirt on all these people. They know dirt on him, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But, like I said, the, the key sell points for me were this dude knows how to run a company, a business, a giant business. Yeah. And that's all a country is, you know what I mean? Like, when they talk about a country's health, what they look at is, well, okay, what's our debt versus our income? How are we sitting? What are we doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost like a market share type of thing. And so, like, they look at that and they're like, oh, well, this this is a booming country. They're doing great. So I was like, well, hell, if he's one of the best businessmen in, in America, like, let's, like that, that alone tells me. And then another thing I liked was his brutal honesty. Yeah. Like, I, I like I like people that are a lot like me, like, where I'm going to tell yeah. you how I feel. And it's not because I'm trying to hurt you or hurt your feelings, but this is how I feel. And this is how I I like people to tell me the ugly truth. Like, hey, bro. Right. Well, that's one that thing. didn't shrink in the dryer. You're fat. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, like half of my shirts are starting to fit again because I've actually been drying them on cool and like cool air. I mean, that might be it. Or it could be all the yoga and the, the hit training and the the uh, abs and stuff that I've been doing. So. Yeah, that that probably makes a little more sense to some people. Yeah, but I mean, hell, that dryer setting might be it too. Absolutely, but yeah, man, it's just I guess uh, it's weird. Um, you know, you, you said you like his sheer brute honesty, which I do too, and um, you know, it's like there's no filter. And that's one thing that, you know, leftists, they critique a lot. They're like, oh, well, you know, he, he doesn't act like a president because of the things that he says. Well, you know, guess what? I, I like it that he says those things because for too long we've had people like, you know, pander like they're cute and the things they're saying is, you know, it's all uh, passive aggressive. But then, you know, they get behind closed doors and they do things that the American public doesn't like. So it's okay to... What? It's okay to act a different way in public than you do in private. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, most people do, right? Like, I don't walk around in public in my, my boxer briefs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, you get in trouble for that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, uh, like I, I like what you said with the passive-aggressive. Yeah. Like, like, that is the stuff that gets me to my core because it's like, bro, I'm picking up on what you're saying. Yeah. And the fact that you're afraid to say it or you're too much of a chicken shit to say it. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I, I don't know how you sleep at night. Yeah. Like, you feel cool like you're getting over on me, like having some sly little comment. But it's like, all right, so why don't you say what's on your mind? It's because you're a piece of shit and you know, you know, like I, I'm able to address this with you and you're yeah. unable to address it with me. Well, now you got me wondering what kind of bed is in the White House. Yeah. 
uh, for the president that like not just for Trump, but like for every president. I'm sure some good ones, man. Yeah. So have you been watching any good shows lately? Man, I don't No, not really. I'm still on my podcast kick. Uh, I, I haven't really been watching many shows. I, well, I, I actually do watch a few documentaries. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. they're, they're few far and in between. I've watched most of them more than once already. Yeah. So I, I've, I've just been kind of busy, uh, hanging out. I don't really watch, like I say, like, unless something big hits and I know it, like I, I, I love, uh, documentaries and some of them kind of tug on my heartstrings a little too much and it'll mess me up a little bit. So oh, you're I, such I a girl. For real, man, there's just this documentary. Uh, I forget that. I can't even believe uh, I forgot the name of the kid, but where, like, he was abused and killed. Mm-hmm. It was something Hernandez. No, it might not have been Hernandez. Mm-hmm. But it's on Netflix anyways, man. You should watch it. And uh, I'll have to look up the title. I can't believe I forgot that, man, because it was, it was on my mind for a long time. Yeah. Where this little boy, man, they like his his mom and stepdad just abused him, and then finally they killed him, and like the whole system failed this little boy, man. He I think he was yeah. like eight. He might have been a little bit older than that, but like I mean, he walked in bruised up, had like had to get stitches in his head, mm-hmm. and he walked into like like literally uh, a city building, and there's a guard there, and he like mouthed to this guy like, "Help me! These people are they're hurting me," and it's his mom, and so this cop he does his job and. He goes and tells a lady at the CPS office and she's like, well, okay, well, we'll, we'll get on it. And they pushed off until Monday. They were like, oh, well, it's the weekend. We'll, we'll get on it Monday. And the, the little boy ended up dying over the weekend. Oh, and uh, like, I mean, the, like the school system failed because his teacher seen him like coming to school beat up and bruised up. And like, she could tell he's getting abused, but yet. Like she never reported it. She reported it. Like nothing ever happened, and like uh, just the whole system, bro, failed this poor little boy. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's sad, but it, I mean, it's good to watch it. Like yeah. to see, like this little kid endured some some stuff. Man, he was tough. Well, just, and you know, you you listen to all these episodes of Dateline or Cold Case Files. I love listening to those, and and it's not because of the content. I mean, the content is just you know sometimes it's really sad uh to hear like the stories of how these people died and you and you wonder like is there anything that could have you know prevented this from happening is there anything that could have prevented that little boy from being killed or you know or or this soldier who just got back from afghanistan is there anything that could have prevented him from getting killed by his his wife and her boyfriend you know like or or like there's just so many examples like it's it's a long uh i mean what do they say? There's like 200,000 unsolved murder mi- or cases or something. And 10 per- yeah. 10% of those get solved or something. Uh, and, and it's just crazy to think that, you know, the evils, uh, the sin exists in the world, man. It's, it's, it's sad. Well, like for me watching them shows, it's like almost like a, like a user's guide on like recognizing. Cause like, and most of the datelines and most of all the stuff, like, you know, like the forensic files and stuff mm-hmm. like that, there's normally one or two people that were like, I knew something wasn't right. You right. know what I mean? We just never talked about it or whatever. Yep. And it's like, it, it kind of lets you realize, like, man, when you recognize something or see something, yep. say something, try to help. Like, even even if it 
you're out of line. Like, you got to step out of line sometimes to help somebody. Yeah, you kind of reminded me just now of an experience I had when I was working at Home Depot. And it was really something that at the time, you know, I felt really bad about. uh, But I didn't know if there was anything I could do or or what. So I had just started at Home Depot. Um, Maybe I had only been there for like six months. And so I'm still kind of getting used to it. And I had just gotten to work one day and I had put my apron on and I was kind of helping customers out on the floor and, and something had me over in appliances and um, appliances is right next to the back half of the racetrack. Um, the racetrack is um, the big aisles that goes like uh, the middle of the store and then the front of the store. So like uh, picture, you know, the, um, you know, picture it as like a big circle and then you have all the little aisles going in between, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's this older gentleman um, and I shouldn't even call him a gentleman, this, this old jerk really um, walking and about eight feet or so behind him is this little kid walking and the old guy turns around and he's like, he's like, hurry up you little idiot. And I just wanted to, I know, I just wanted to tackle that dude and start punching his face, man. Because, uh, like, you know how devastating that has to be for a little kid? You can't tell a little kid that they're an idiot and expect, like, development to, you know, that. that... Well, like, as, as a father, <laughs> like, I, I'm going to have to disagree on a little bit of a level. Like, I, I mean, I don't say shit like that to my kids and ever mean it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a pretty cool relationship with, especially my my oldest son, where like I can, I me and him can insult each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, like it's he knows it's not coming from an ugly spot, you know? Yeah. And and I feel like if he's comfortable enough to be able to say like that was stupid, like why'd you do that? You know? Yeah. I wonder like, if it was his if grandpa. He can say that to me, then he can say just about anything to me, you know? And and like. Yeah. Like, you know, with my youngest son, I'll call him a goofball or, you know, like, yeah. I mean, so I don't know, like, whether what the energy was like. That's that's what I go off of. If this dude's calling that that kid an idiot with, like, and you can tell that the kid's sad and he's quiet and got his head down and the dad's eyebrows are mean. Yeah. Like, bro, calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess uh, I thought maybe it was his grandpa or something, you know, because of the – because of the age gap, it didn't really seem like, and, and plus, like, as a father, I would never call my kids an idiot, you know, like, um, now, maybe if they become, you know, Democrats, I'll be like, listen, you're being pretty idiotic right now. Uh-uh. <laughs> but, but man, I don't know, as far as development goes, like, it's traumatizing when, when you, you know, insult your children's intellectual capacity. They're, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> I, 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 I 100% agree when you say stuff, you can't, it's got, it, like, if y'all are playing, I, I don't see an issue. Right. Like, you can't be like, bro, like, you can't be like, supposedly playing and like oh you're just a retard or you're like you know what i mean yeah it's all in the energy but like it like uh, like for instance my oldest son threw a ball one day and it bounced off the wall and come back and hit him in the face <laughs> and, I, and i was laughing you know 
know, he could tell I was playing. And I was like, man, you're a dumbass, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I said it just like that. Yeah. And he was just laughing with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But well, it wasn't like I was, it wasn't like I scolded him. Like, you're right. fucking dumb, dude. Like, what are you doing? You know? Right, right. Yeah, I was going to say that definitely seems, I, I still think idiot is a bit more harsh. Like, um, you know, when, like, especially once he just hit himself in the face with a ball, you know, like. Well, he was laughing too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like he was anywhere near getting hurt. So I actually have been watching some shows here lately. Um, started the Ozarks, which, I mean, it's definitely got some some content that I don't appreciate as far as like you know not wanting to see you know like sex scenes or anything like that but um the thing is is the premise of the show is kind of interesting because he's trying to wash money for the mexican drug cartel and and the thing is his partner was skimming off the top and they caught him and they killed his partner and they were going to kill him too but then he made a promise to be able to produce a certain amount of money each year it was like 150 million or something like that uh, but they had to let him go to this uh, specific geographical area. And uh, and so now he's there trying to do it, but he's discovering that it's a little bit harder than he thought. You know, and so now he's wondering, he's like, am I going to be able to produce? Like, like, or are they actually going to come kill me because I'm not able to, you know, I'm not able to do everything that I promised. Right. So... I mean, the premise of the show is pretty interesting. Um, but like I said, there's just some some trash that they put in there that I'm just like, man, I could totally do without that, you know. I hear you. I hear and, you, especially, like, if you got kids in the house. Yeah. And uh, and then there's another show that I've been watching. It's It's a little bit cleaner as far as, like, not actually having, you know, sex scenes or in it. But it's still got some other stuff that I'm just like, eh. Um, what show is that? It's the Umbrella Academy. I've heard a lot about that the last couple of days. I've seen a bunch about it on the internet. Yeah, so um, it's about these superheroes. Well, I don't know if you really want to call them a superhero. They have superhuman abilities, which is pretty fun. But the problem is, is they're all dysfunctional because they they basically are terrible at at not only you know mastering their their abilities um, like but they're also terrible at working together as a team. And so a lot of times they're just terrible at even trying to, you know, have a positive influence on the world and save the world or save people. Um, just because it, it's almost like they're, you know, they're emotionally fractured or whatever, um, you know, and it probably has a little bit to do with the way they were raised because they were raised by like, a disciplinarian who basically had no emotional connection with them whatsoever. I got you. And he was like this, you know, billionaire who like adopted them and raised them to be like this crime fighting team. But then they all grew up to be like major disappointments. So. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we all know somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, don't be too hard on me though. No, I'm just funny. <laughs> that's funny you're all right in my book <laughs> yeah uh but um but yeah like i said there's just some things that 
that don't sit well with me. Uh, but at least it's clean. Like it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have all that trash in it that I was talking about from the Ozarks. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, um, but, uh, I, I don't know if I would still call it like, I, I don't know exactly if I would still call it kid friendly. I mean, they're really pushing like the whole bisexual agenda thing. Um, bro, that's is it. So it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Anything on Netflix has where they they push that 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 gay stuff and yeah. like man and 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 for me for me like I mean I I it, it's it's a weird subject yeah. I, I it's if you're that way I don't care yeah. at all but like it's one of the things I ain't trying to look at I ain't trying to see two right. guys kiss because for me it, it's and I hate to take any stance on it so yeah well, and just I, the, I, I don't. It, the sexual deviancy of it all, it's uh it's just weird. Um Well the clear agenda is what pisses me off. Yeah. Like if you notice in a lot of Netflix they push that, the 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 gay stuff. Yeah. And then they also for some reason I've noticed a lot, they they push like I, I don't know if they're in bed with tobacco companies, but people smoke a lot in the Netflix shows too. Oh, it's so funny you mentioned that because we recently watched a movie with Nicolas Cage. Um <clears throat> Did you ever see uh, Matchstick Men? No, sir. Oh, so it's a movie about like a con artist, and he's like basically rich because he's conned like so many people throughout the course of his career, and he ends up like falling in love or finding out he's got a daughter or whatnot. I don't, I don't want to tell you too much in case you end up watching it, but um, I was astonished at the fact that he smoked nonstop throughout that entire movie. Like he would burn one cigarette and then immediately light up another cigarette. And not only was he smoking, but other people there too were smoking too. Yeah, man. And that, that's that clear. Like, like what, what, what does that convey in any type of movie? Like that, that's one thing I didn't understand. Like whenever I started noticing, noticing it in, uh, in all the Netflix shows, I was like, what are the, like, what, like, who smokes these days? Like, why yeah. are they like? I don't. I don't understand why this character has to smoke. Like, why? It don't, yeah. It, it, it it's nothing. vaping. Vaping. No. Well, they vape now for sure, but in the Netflix stuff, it's not even vape, dude. They're like legit smoking cigarettes, and right. Like for me, like I said, like why? Why is that even in here? It, it serves no purpose. Well, and the thing is, it actually costs money to smoke, and and not to mention, my grandpa just died. Uh, with COPD like he he was on oxygen for like five years so how how is it that people can't recognize that smoking is not good for your health because they don't care they want what they want and they have no discipline that's all it is it's the same thing with me and chocolate chip cookies I know it's not good for me but there's a pack of them in there bro I'm gonna be like it's all I'm gonna think about well, but do you go buy do you go buy a a box of them every day? I mean, that's crazy. No, a hundred percent, I don't. In fact, I don't. When I I don't shop, my wife does the grocery shopping. Yeah, and I tell her, hey, babe, she's don't keeping you alive. No cookies. <laughs> yeah, I tell her, please don't don't get cookies. I, I have no self control around them. Yeah, and you know what she does? She brings home cookies. Oh, man, you don't like for for real, dude. For real, you got to like, put her in her place. I'm, I'm dropping. I'm sorry. You got to put her in her place. No, I'm playing. No, she she knows. But like, anytime I get to where I'm like doing good on a diet and like really starting to drop weight, 
all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to make peanut butter fudge <laughs> cookies today. And I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. That's evil. <laughs> and then you got to go get on the row machine. Oh, dude, I've been I've been getting on my row machine a lot here lately. I, I love it. I'm glad I got one at the house, man. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but I mean, imagine the amount of money you could spend on cookies. It, that's as, yeah. that's essentially what's happening when people buy cigarettes is they're spending so much money on cigarettes and and the effect that it's having on their physical body like uh, i guess it's a double whammy well yeah i mean like say you smoke a pack a day and you know well i mean i think it's like five six bucks a pack yeah i mean dude that's a lot of money you know i yeah. mean what six that's 60 bucks in 10 days yeah yeah i mean I mean, so what, you're 180, 200 bucks a month into it. Yeah. 180, 1800, that's 360. So, yeah, you're $2,160 a year into it for how many ever years that you smoke. And that's just and one pack a day. That, yeah. And then on top of that, as you, uh, as you start getting older and sicker, like you're still smoking, but now you got medical problems from it. And it's good God, man. That's, that's crazy. I didn't even think about the medical, uh, aspect of it um yeah you got to start paying doctor bills co-pays prescription medicines yeah uh all the stuff that comes along with it not to mention like if you're an indoor smoker which is the worst thing you can be like your kids are getting sick from it your walls look disgusting (laughs) yeah you know and me not being a smoker i'll tell you bro like i'm all for like if you want to be a smoker live your life right you know just know it's disgusting and you look stupid when you do it but what I don't like about it is somebody can smoke outside and come sit at the table or near me. And like, it's all I smell. Yeah. Regardless if you just put lotion on to cover it up or if you like got perfume, cause like girls are bad. They'll smoke and then they like want to put perfume or lotion and shit on. So now I smell like rosy red flowers and fucking menthol or <laughs> something, you know? And it's like, good God, man. Yeah. Well, you know, there's one thing I will say. When I listen to Michael Knowles talk about cigars, it kind of makes me want to get one. But but then again, I like to be able to run and breathe. So, well, the thing is, cigars, like, so if you smoke a cigar, right, you're not inhaling it. It never makes it to your lungs. Oh, okay. I mean, it's all like you, all you do is you drag it and you keep it in your mouth. And that's what they do. They keep it in their mouth to taste it. Like, yeah. so I got a buddy uh, that I'll go smoke an occasional cigar with. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, I don't inhale, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I like my lungs, but you, I mean, you do risk your mouth and like gum disease a little bit. But yeah, like I'm I'm saying, I do it once, maybe every two months. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm I'm a lightweight, super lightweight, because just smoking half a cigar, dude, will get me lightheaded and have me all feeling drunk and shit. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what's really funny about uh, cigars though is uh, cartoons and stuff when we were kids had cartoon characters smoking cigars in them most of your villains yeah yeah well and uh if you look at uh all dogs go to heaven did you ever used to watch that cartoon when you were a kid or that uh movie no man i was poor we didn't we didn't have like that my wife asked me stuff like that all the time about disney like i i am super unfamiliar with most disney movies bro okay well it's a good thing i watched the giant peach and toy story Okay. I don't recall any cigars in James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, there was. The Centipede had one. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that. You 
should. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess uh, you know, actually, I did watch Community. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. It's it's interesting. I had a friend today. He he kind of pitched to me the idea that um, these shows on Netflix, like The Office and Parks and Rec and and Community, they've basically encompassed like all aspects of of American life. I mean, uh, you know, Parks and Rec was more of a political, you know, edge and it had, you know, so many different people, uh, I guess, contributing to that political life. And then also like community, you know, it's kind of a community college and then office, like people work in offices, you know? So it's just kind of interesting, the demographics that they were able to encompass with just these three shows. For sure. Like they were able to cover like pretty much anybody anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's kind of the, the thing they want everybody to be able to relate to something in it. So more people watch it, you know, that's, that's what they do. Yeah. But community, man, it just, by the time you get to like season four, it really starts to go downhill because halfway through season four, you lose Pierce. And then by the end of season, or actually, I'm sorry, no. Uh, actually, by season four, you lose Pierce. Halfway through season four, you lose, um, oh, what was his name, the football player, Troy. And then at the end of season four, you lose Shirley. Uh, so by season five and six, you're missing three of your six, like, anchor cast people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there was uh there was like six kind of stars, if you will, that were like kind of like the the nucleus of the show or whatever the, the foundation and like three of them are gone all of a sudden. So Yeah. Well man, I mean I, I don't know, I don't like I say, I don't keep up with a whole lot of the, the shows at all, man. Like I'm I'm pretty boring. But one thing I was thinking about, I watched, I watched like a season, maybe two of Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. And man, like I was, that, that show had me wanting to like try to get on like a sitcom like that. Yeah. Like, I, like I bet that was so much fun to work on that set, you know? Yep. For sure. Like, man, I, it'd be cool. I would, I need to figure out how to try to uh, like audition for a show like that. Cause I, I would enjoy something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, you know. I drive out past the airport uh, here in Carlsbad. There's a building that says Community Theater, and I honestly don't know, like, if people go there and do plays or like, or what's going on. So, yeah, I should check that out. Yeah, well, that and like, I, I'm I want to do something like that because, like, just this like podcasting with you and like doing this has made me so much more comfortable. Like, I don't know if you've seen, I put a few videos on Facebook. Mm-hmm. and and like so like i do before i would have never did like a video on facebook you know not mainly because i feel like a lot of people do videos because they're trying mm-hmm. to like i don't know maybe be viral or whatever but like for me like it, it's fun i'm expressing myself and just having a good time yeah. but it's open it's open the door for me to like i want to like really like i've talked about it now for a while but i really want to go do some stand-up comedy and like try to get into entertainment a little bit more man because I, I love i love making people laugh well and i know you wanted to do stand-up comedy i think 
I think I'd be good at stand-up comedy because I wouldn't even have to say anything. I'd just stand up there and let people laugh at my looks, you know. I mean, that's that's that probably work at uh, a few places, maybe. Yeah, well, and and you know what? <laughs> that's funny, you know. And I'm not talking about like looks like what Kevin Hart does. I'm talking about just like, you know. Uh, like deer in the headlights. Yep, ex- exactly. Kevin, no, Kevin well, Hart's hilarious. I know, I'm like whenever I do do it because I will. Like I, I, I'm gonna be like it's probably not the best thing, but I'm gonna, I'm a super like I got a foul mouth, man, and so I know I'm gonna be like some real dirty comedy. Oh man. Yeah. Can I? I, uh... I don't want to say dirty. It's not like bad, bad, but like I, I cuss. You know, uh, yeah. I got some few distasteful ideals. You just stuff, gave me, you, know? you just gave me a great idea of something I think I could make money on. So you know how, so you know how sometimes you can get a movie that's like, uh, that's really bad. You can get a censored version of it. Yeah. Well, what if they made, uh, what if they made ear, um, what, uh, what is it that old people wear in their ears so they can hear? Uh, hearing aids. Hearing aids. What if they made hearing aids that censored out like, uh, cuss words? Bro, that's a great idea. So that you could go to a, a comedy show, and if somebody throws out the F-bomb, it just filters it out. Well, I don't know how it do it in real time. You'd almost have to put a delay on it. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's a really good idea, man. Like, honestly. Yeah. And then they could make one for, like, that works on leftists that just mutes them. Because, you, like, you saying that I had a – I had a great idea why you were saying it was like, 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 you know, everybody does like a comedy special, like they, they put it out on Netflix or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, what if they made a version of it to where like you could do voiceover. So like whenever they did their comedy, it was like almost like a coloring book Uh and you could like tweak it and change it and do like a voiceover, put your voice in there, change his joke into what you wanted to be, get rid of the cuss words if you wanted, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, um, so I'm I'm pretty excited to get back into our our um, podcast review. Uh, oh man, it's been great. Even though we didn't review nothing this month, but we we came into it knowing we wanted to uh, really just kind of catch up and not really harp on nothing. I think what we should do is just like probably skip all together on that uh, that Chris Voss, that armchair expert, and just go into the next one. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I took down some pretty good notes for it. So, I mean, if you're still down to do it, you know, uh, I- I'm still down to, to do the Chris Voss one. You know, I think people can, can find it kind of interesting, just some of the things that he was talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, for sure. My, my only uh, thing is, like, now most people probably already forgot about it and nobody, like, you know. So if we, if we did it on this episode that we're recording now, I don't know. How like how much people would really listen to it, you know? Yeah, let's um let's plan on doing the Chris Boss one next week. That way, people can actually go back and listen to it. Yeah, um, and and maybe it'll be uh maybe they'll catch some things this time listening to it that they didn't catch the first time. And you know, it's funny because we kept saying we were going to record, and so I'd re-listen to it, and then you know we'd get distracted, and and a week later we'd try it again, and I'd you know, listen to it again. So now I've listened to it probably about eight times now. 
uh, I'm right there with you, brother. Uh, but so just for our listeners, I'd say uh, if you go to Armchair Expert, which is the podcast by Dax Shepard, um, the episode that we're referencing is uh, Chris Voss, and and uh, it was aired February 6th of 2020, so at the beginning of this year. And uh, yeah. it was actually interesting. And, and just to kind of map out some of the some of the ones that some of the podcasts that I want to do coming up soon. Um, I have a couple of Joe Rogan ones in mind. Um, I have uh, actually potentially another one from Armchair Expert. And then I definitely have one from Fighting for the Faith by Chris Roseborough. And, you know, I started telling you earlier that there was a reference to GM in this. So, uh, well, there's also a reference to GM in uh, the episode of Fighting for the Faith that I want to review, um, not not next week, but the week after. Yeah, we got to figure out uh, a good one that we're going to review when, when I'm down there in person uh, next month. Oh, I'll yeah. Be there in, uh, like on the 14th of September, I'll be in Carlsbad for work and we're going to yes. do uh, an in-person recording versus this remote stuff that we're doing. What? What? That's uh, that yeah, should it's going to... That should get great. our yeah. That should get our listeners very excited to know that we're going to be in the same room and uh, potentially even have maybe some some video. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look at that and see. Yeah, some I- video and uh, and I'm hoping because I still have not got my my Zoom H6 in. Uh, it's a recording interface. This thing is amazing. Uh-huh. I'm waiting for it to come in, man. I've ordered this one. They sent me the wrong thing. I've sent it back, and uh, which the company's been real great, man. They knew they messed up when they sent it to me. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to talk any garbage about them, but uh, hopefully it'll the new one will be in, and we'll be able to record on that and then upload off of the, the SD chip and uh, – and I think the audio is going to be a hundred percent different, man. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I might have to go ahead and get one too, just because I think uh, I'm going to have to set my game up. You know, I got some friends that are doing this, and they're really good. Like, I'm going to have to get better at my note taking and just our our segment transitions and all that. So, yeah, no doubt, man, for sure. But, but hey, uh, you know, you should let me. Um, well, I don't know if I can actually play it. Um, I was messing around on GarageBand on my phone. Have you tried that thing? No, I don't. I hadn't messed around with anything like that, man. So it records me playing the drums, but I'm just pushing, pushing things on my phone, and then, and then, so it'll keep playing that on a loop, and let me switch to a different instrument, and it'll let me record more playing that other instrument. And it'll add it to what I was playing with the drums on the loop. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, I actually put together something that sounds really cool, but um, I can't, I can't exactly record this episode that we're we're doing and play it for you at the same time. So, well, maybe that's something we can do in uh, in person whenever I'm there. Heck yeah. You put one together, man, and I'll bust a flow to it. I'll rap to it. Well, and that's that's <laughs> another thing that I was wondering is like. You know what I put together sounds a bit more classical. I mean, maybe we should go I with some. Anything, bro. <laughs> That's awesome. 
But yeah, man, uh, my 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 kids just now getting done with football practice. I'm about to. It's about to get noisy in this vehicle, and uh, I think it'd be a good time to pull the plug on this episode. I mean, we're an hour and twenty three minutes in, man. Absolutely, it's a uh, perfect timing. Yeah, bro, it, it was great catching up with you again, and like I, like you said, I'm excited to be back and doing it, and we're gonna be a little more dedicated to it. You've been busy, I've been busy, but we're both. Uh, we're both wanting to get out and do some better content. So we're going to do it. And yeah. again, if, in, if anybody out there listening has any recommendations on something they want us to review mm-hmm. or, or something they would like us to talk about or anything, just reach out to one of us, Zach, uh, I mean, Zach, <laughs> I don't know where I got that name. Reach out to one of us, uh, Adam or me, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it up, man. We'll let you know what we feel, what we think, and give you the brutal, honest truth. For me, it'll be a little bit dirty, and from Adam, it'll have class. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. And uh, I'll try to have an email set up for us next week, so if people have uh, questions or suggestions, they can always reach out to us with that. Yes, sir. Okay. We'll yes, talk sir. to you next week, buddy. All right, brother. <laughs> Later, dude.